I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fabio Carvalho's been mooted for a while now. He's obviously going to be leaving Liverpool on loan. Um, been reported that pretty much everywhere now that RB Leipzig looks like the place for him. Um, yeah. I know David Lynch reports on the on the day they were like there was talks about the whether it was going to be a buyout. A, by optional clause that seems to be yeah, no. knocked on the head. It is just going to be a straight loan. Um, obviously, Leipzig tried to buy him. We know that, didn't he? Put a bid and that was rejected. It said, it, it, again, I've read a few different pieces, yours included. It was like, if he has, he's more likely to play perhaps at Leipzig than he would be. Because we, we spoke last week about like West Ham and Brentford, is he yeah, actually going to yeah. play? It feels like everyone here is going to get what they want out of it. The player's going to go and play footy, he's going to play Champions League footy. He's going to be in a good team who's winning a lot, so the pressure isn't as he, you know, as intense yeah. as like a Premier League relegation battle, which is where he might have ended up if he went somewhere else. Again, it feels like pretty much everyone is is going to be happy with this one. I think there's a good chance. Yeah, it sounds like a, a good move um, for everyone. From his point of view, look, he he needs to play. He wants to play, but he also wants to play in a certain style and certain position. You know, you know, he wants. To, He's a number ten, isn't he? You know, I think it's quite clear. Leipzig play with a number ten. Sometimes they play with two number tens, which helps, of course, not just not just in starting games, but when you want to change the game, then you've got you know you're not thinking, okay, we can bring Carvalho on, but where are we going to squeeze him in? You know, he's going to come on right mid, or he's going to come on sort of centre forward. You know, no, he fits he fits the team. You know, even if he's not deemed you know from the start, um, like you say, it's. I wouldn't say it's not pressure. It's probably a different kind of pressure. He'll be playing under. He'll be expected to win games. He'll be expected to to be up the top end of the German league. You know, listen. If Leipzig had you know got their act together last season, there was a chance he could have won the league. You know, given given the way it turned out with Bayern, they, they would. It was a rare chance for a lot of clubs in Germany. If they had a good season, particularly good season, there was an opportunity there. So he'll be expected to be up that. Obviously, Champions League football, demanding crowds. Um, Coaching Marco Rose, who, who you know has a history of getting good bits out of some pretty talented younger players as well. From Liverpool's point of view, I completely understand why they didn't want to sell, especially at that kind of price. You know, they bought him in what they deemed was a good deal, up to eight million pounds. They felt that was an absolute snip. He was probably worth double that when they signed him. He's had a difficult season, but he's probably still worth at least that and probably more. So why would you why would you sort of cut your losses straight away? Let him go, have a season, and the worst case scenario I think is they've got a twenty million plus player on their hands next summer. The best case scenario is that he goes and absolutely smashes it, and they've got a player that's either worth more than twenty million, or 
is pushing to be included in their their plans going forward and has shown different parts of his game. Maybe you know, maybe he goes and he just starts scoring goals for fun, or maybe he goes and he starts you know dropping a bit deeper and becoming a bit more of a midfield player, or maybe he goes and starts playing off the wing and and all of a sudden you're like, wow, okay, yeah, he, he can play that role. There's a, there's a lot of positive to it, you know. I can see why people would be disappointed that a player that was there was a lot of fanfare over, you know, it was only last of the year and he's been sent out on loan. But we've seen it, you know, players have done it before. Harvey Elliott's gone on loan and, and, and come back and become a part of the squad. Divock Origi went out on loan for a season, you know, battled relegation in the Bundesliga and came back and had some pretty memorable memories with Liverpool thereafter. So it is possible, I'd say unlikely, that he comes back and, you know, really becomes it. But... Liverpool speak so highly of him. I don't think I don't think there's sort of platitudes there. You know, just different, even even just different elements of, of his. You know, people speak about him, his technical quality and what a good player he is, how good he trains. But people also speak his attitudes. You know, loves having the ball, just a sort of a proper proper football obsessive. Talk about him being, you know, um, just a bit unlucky with with what's what's gone on with the the situation around the team and the fact that the team went into that sort of decline so soon after he joined. So I don't think there's sort of any ill feeling in in this, you know, probably just a bit of frustration on everyone's part that they weren't able to come up with a, you know, a way to get him in the side or to build a side that was able to accommodate him. But I think Leipzig will potentially be a really good one. Obviously, there's, there's no note of caution. I think Emil Smith-Rowe went there a few years back and barely played. Yeah. But even then, you look at that and say, well, he came back and you know was was wasn't um, didn't cost him too much in terms of his career. So there's a lot to sort of get excited about, and I think it'll give a lot of interest to people watching the Bundesliga next season. I think you know people another reason to watch watch Leipzig, isn't it? You know, and see how he gets on. It's also like sometimes I can say this more. Maybe you feel like sometimes Liverpool do send players out on loan. Sometimes it is you, you can kind of sense he's not he's not gonna be a Liverpool player. Yeah. With, with all due yeah, respect yeah. to Leighton Clarkson, he got himself in a shot window, and I'm going to offer yeah, a really yeah. good move to become a professional. Like Liverpool have done that before. The sense with Carvalho from again from when, you, when you're saying is like Liverpool do believe there's a chance he comes back and is still a Liverpool player. Yeah. Like they, they, it's a bit more Harvey Elliott than it is. Yeah, the, other, some of those other loans. Yeah, of course it's 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 obviously difficult. And listen, it was difficult for Harvey Elliott. You know, I think yeah. even when he came back from Blackburn, I think a lot of people were saying, well, where's yeah. Where's he fit? You know, does he go in the Premier League now and, and loan? But yeah, you're right. Like, I, there's, there's tiers of loan, isn't there? There's obviously the very younger players. There's then the players who are sort of halfway between the 21s and the first team, you know, like Leighton Clarkson. Like, you know, in the past, I don't know what I'm trying to think, but like sort of Max Waltman and Jake Kane and people like that, you know, they were ones who, that was about making a career for them really. You know, if they... If they surprised the world and became real stars, then then great. But really, that was about you know going round off the edges of your game and and find your level, and then we'll we'll get you the move. And then there's the other ones, I suppose. Now, I mean, would you put Tyler Morton in that category? He's probably he's a, he's a level below Carvalho. He's probably a level above Clarkson. But ones who you think, well, you could you play know, Liverpool. Yeah, you could definitely be part of the squad. Yeah. You know, at some point. So where do you where do you pitch them, or or what do you do with them? Do you keep them and and sort of give them very brief game time, or do you you know you, you sort of let them spread the wings a little bit? And I think Carvalho's one. I think there's listen. I know I know Julian Ward who signed and 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 the people around that deal, they genuinely believe that Liverpool were getting a, a, a potentially an elite player at that point. Now that might still be the case. You know, it might not be a, he might not 
turn out to be elite for Liverpool. But I think there is definitely a view that he's got potential to be a real, real top player. There was a reason why Liverpool weren't the only club chasing him from when he was at Fulham. There's a reason why he came through at Fulham, scored in the Premier League before he was, I think, he was 17 years old and was, you know, performing pretty well in the Championship in his teens. There's a reason why. You know, Portugal, England were sort of battling over getting him in yeah. as an international player. So it's now the chances for him to go and prove that and sort of, you know, get that last maybe six, seven months out of his system and just go and enjoy his football again and show where he's at. But it's um yeah, it's I, I'm I'm really interested by it. I really am. I, you know, I'm glad Liverpool didn't push the button and, and sell him because I think that would have been too early. I'm glad that they've picked. Maybe I'm glad he picked someone like Leipzig as opposed, like we said, we spoke about it quite at length, didn't we? About West Ham, if, you know, if you're if you're under pressure in the Premier League, which manager is going to really back the the younger player? I think is more likely to happen at Leipzig than it is in in the Premier League. Hey guys, that was a clip from our journal inside show. Me and Neil having a good old chat like we do every Monday and every Thursday throughout the transfer season. So yeah, if you want to watch the full show or indeed listen to it as a podcast, we talk Barella, couple of loan deals, couple of, Roberto Firmino gets to mention and tons tons more. Head on over to RedmenPlus.com if you sign up from as little as a five and a month, you'll get that show twice a week, both in video and in podcast form. So go and do it, and I'll see you over there. Have you had a chance to watch episode one of Bobby Firmino, Best in the World, our brand new documentary series? If you haven't, check out episode one right now on YouTube. And if you want to watch the full series, head to redmenplus.com. Episode two, episode three, and full interviews with all of the incredible contributors, including Liverpool skipper Jordan Henderson. It will be there for you. Go over, fill your summer with Bobby Happiness, with Bobby Firmino, Best in the World, our exclusive documentary series. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.